Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Monday, July 3rd, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest. He's the chief national reporter for NFL Network, who in the past 10 days went from London to Hawaii to L.A. on behalf of the NFL. Sounds glamorous to some of you. Sounds exhausting to me. He's a host and an analyst, a father and a grandfather, husband to a baller lady named Dee and friend to a baller host named me. He's Steve Weich. Welcome back to the pod, good sir. What's up, brother? I was also in Canton, Ohio before I went over to London. Oh, doing Stuff with the pro I missed Hall that part of, of your well. itinerary. It's all right. Look man. at you, world traveler. I'm all over the place. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's show, a Fourth of July week celebration of the very best in our game. Steve will attempt to answer the question of this offseason: Why is Patrick Mahomes so freaking special? What is it about this human squeak toy that looms so large and so indomitable in the face of stronger and faster dudes? Plus, if Mahomes retired today, would he be a Hall of Famer? Steve Weich, think about that. I want to cast the light of fireworks on those individuals who are worthy of a little turn in the spotlight. Mahomes at the head of the line, I should think. Steve is, of course, inextricably linked to the annual NFL Hall of Fame process. I want to know who he thinks is headed to Canton from the current crop of players and coaches. But first, this. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. Okay, Steve White, it's a bit of a softball, but I'm curious to know your answer. Is this reigning champion Kansas City Chiefs team the best team in the NFL? Yes. Why? I mean, they are. look, look, first off, because they've got the best quarterback, right? They've, they've got arguably one of the top three to five coaches in the NFL. And they've got something about them. Where it, it's, it's not cohesion, right? Because they turn over this roster a lot every year. But they've got something about the culture, that culture word, where guys are willing to sacrifice, right? Patrick Mahomes, he's got that $450 million deal, but very little of it has been paid out, right? 
Travis Kelsey is underpaid for his position, but these guys are saying, we like winning championships. We'll get this off-field money to supplant maybe what we're giving up in salary so we can sign other players. We can continue to bring in offensive linemen to protect me, right? We continue to sign defensive players that can come up big in the postseason. So they've got something there with how they build their roster. And a lot of times you can have talent. They've got talent and chemistry. And as much as we say, hey, chemistry, 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 it is a very fine line on bringing in the right players who will work with one another, and the Chiefs have that. And another thing, even though Mahomes is a superstar, he's not like an ego dude, right? He is, like I covered Michael Jordan when I covered the NBA. Like he walked into the room like, this is my this is my ish. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you might want to scoot over. I mean, not in a bad right. way. No, no, but, no, of course. But like, you're like, I'm, I'm that dude yeah. and I've earned that right. Yeah. Patrick is like, I've never earned that right because that's just how I am. I've got to continue to get better. Okay, I want to follow up on that because you recently spent some time with him in Hawaii, yep. I believe it was. What yes. is your estimation of him as a person? What are you getting from him? Are you getting – because we see him on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays, and there's something magical about the kid. There just is. He's able to do things that you don't see coming, and he's able to do them in a way that you never imagined. That seems like magic to us, and so he has earned, rightly, the nickname The Magic Man. But when you're standing next to him, occasionally he can look like we saw the other night in that match, that, that golf match, just like, uh, you know, just like a glowing kid. You know, you're kind of reminded that he's just a young man. But you've stood next to him. You've covered him for a while. You have spoken to him about the trade, about football, but about other things too. What is it in your estimation that makes that person so special? Well, you kind of talked about it. He's kind of that common man, right? Tom Brady had it too, but he, you know, he had that extra layer of ultra stardom because he was married to the supermodel. You know, that had, they had that layer of the Met Gala ball that blew every, right. everyone away. Right. Whereas Patrick, can go, Patrick, I think it went to the Met Gala this year, but you know he wasn't the dude. Yeah, he looked out of place. Let's had, be honest. Had to right, who had to appear on Vogue, right. and things like that. So right. he's the common man, you know, and he'll talk to anybody. Here's a, here's a great example. So Patrick is a contributor to the HBCU Legacy Bowl, played every year in New Orleans, gives a lot of money to help make sure that these kids from HBCUs get an opportunity to showcase themselves, and. He was there the inaugural year, and he's walking around the stadium at Tulane University talking to a lot of these young people, talking to anybody who wanted to come up and talk to him. I mean, he didn't have an entourage. He didn't have a bodyguard. It was just kind of like, yeah, whatever you have to say. And, and I've been around him a lot. You know, we talk about family, his kids, uh, an awful lot. And he is just, you know, his father, who played 15 years in the major leagues, Pat, kind of raised him to be familiar with the spotlight and expectations. Um, his mother, Randy, is just a wonderful, wonderful, very strong woman who raised Patrick and his sister and his brother the best she can under the spotlight of being married to a major leaguer and raising a, you know, a superstar athlete. And you can see it, right? You know, you always hear his kid was raised the right way. And for everything he had going on with his father being a pro athlete and everything, he's just a common guy who is so relatable. And you see everybody just kind of want to be around him, not because he's got the superstar glow, but just because they figure they can come up to him and talk to him about maybe changing a part in their car or something that appeared on Netflix the night before. 
and he'd have a great answer for him. Isn't that interesting? You know, your anecdote reminded me of Derek Jeter. Like there's there's potentially like a Jeter crossover there. Jeter's story somewhat sounds a little bit yeah, similar to Yeah, yeah, but you know, Jeter was not that is not, you know, there there was Is that, he not every man? There was that in the wall. same way. He's a wonderful guy, but I mean there's still that wall. You know, he's still behind that Jordan wall, that Brady wall, that that really that that LeBron wall. Well, no, I appreciate like, you saying that and checking me there because in a way it even it confirms even more what you're saying, which is that this young man is not just an outlier in the way he plays the game, but he actually is a bit of an outlier in the kind of person he is. And I think that makes this mystique so much more interesting, this player so much more watchable, this person so much more and, special. And being in that market, I think, really plays into it as well, right? Being in Kansas City, I'm a Midwesterner. I'm from the other side of the state, from St. Louis. You know, gratitude is probably the number one character trait of most Midwesterners. You're very thankful for everything you have. You know, so him being in that market. It's I think the really, commerce. It's the economy. It, it really is. I mean, people there, sure, everyone would like to be millionaires and this and that. But at the same time, if all they have are certain jobs that allow them to pay the bills every month, they're cool with it. Yeah. You know, it, it's, a, it's a really different character trait. So I think Patrick, being from Texas, from a smaller town in Texas, and going to a market like that really factors into his character as well. Okay, now. That aside, or that hand in glove, let's not make them compartmentalized. And he let's, played let's, baseball, nice little turn there. Yeah, too. he did. But these are all, all of these qualities are part of the same person. And you don't often, if we're being honest, you don't often find that that combination of uh, magnanimity and magnificent talent living in the same person. It, they they tend to fight each other. Those two those two traits. He, he's got and it's amazing to hear that it's in the same person. But you have an anecdote that you mentioned before, and I think you have a little piece of social media video to share with us because yes this is a guy who is kind and quiet and contemplative and he is willing to pay it forward he's willing to 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 shake the hands of strangers and commoners like me and share his wisdom but he's also ready at a moment's notice to talk a little trash on behalf of his competitive spirit set up the clip for me that you have brought with us that you've brought with you today first off he's got the absolute stuff to him that all killer athletes. It helps have. to have that. Killer athletes. Kobe, MJ, Jeter has the stuff. The guys who come in with who want undefinable. It's just that it's, it's it factor that you know there's, it when you see look, it, but it's hard to define. Okay, here's a great here's a great story before we get to this. The great Jerry West, when I covered the NBA, told me, talking about Michael Jordan, Steve, ninety percent of the NBA can average twenty eight points a night. Okay. There's also 88% of those guys who can average 26 of those before the final five minutes. And then the others, another 1% who can get to, get to 28 with about two minutes on the clock. There's only this minute, minute granular group that wants to score four or six in the final minute. They want the ball. Patrick Mahomes is that guy, right? That's, yeah. That is who he is. So in this clip you're about to hear, it was at Patrick Mahomes – charity golf tournament on the big island with a fantastic golf club the the Hokalani I'm sorry and he's just like oh yeah you know I've got this big match coming up against Steph and Clay first off I'm going to win this one today and then we're going to go out there and we're going to whip up on those NBA players <laughs> he said something about never losing in Vegas right is that is that in That's the clip we're about to see? oh That's, that was Kelsey so Travis Kelsey I talked to him about it too <laughs> <laughs> Travis Kelsey was like, I said, look, you got the match against Steph and Clay in Las Vegas. He's like, oh, no, we're good. We never lose 
in Vegas. Oh, my God. Okay, so have you got something to say to, to, to Clay and Steph? We know Steph is like a supreme golfer, too. Yeah. But what's the message right now? The message right now is, you know what I mean, I've, we've never lost in Vegas. You know, they're, they're both uh, on the golf course, we, we won our, uh, as a team, we beat uh, everybody at Justin Timberlake's golf tournament. And then, obviously, the Raiders. You know, Shots fired. Haven't, Shots haven't fired. lost to the Raiders yet. It, well, I don't even want to say yet. We just never lost in Vegas. So, and that's the bottom line. You know, you mentioned, you told the anecdote about guys who want to score, the guys who are capable and who want the ball in their hands for that four, six points in the last two minutes. Mahomes is one of those guys. Uh, at the risk of offending our in-house researcher, Kendall Mursky, I'm going to share something that I heard earlier today. He said, no, 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 don't go with it because I haven't checked it yet. I'm throwing it out there conversationally, so I think I'll get away with it. When down by 10 points or more late in games. I don't even know what late in games means, so I think we're covering Kendall here. Uh, Mahomes' win percentage is higher than the win percentage of any other quarterback's career, except for himself and Aaron Rodgers. That's how good he is late in games. When he is down, that's when he seems to thrive it's, the most. There's something special about people like that. I, I, I've seen it from when he was young. Even when he first started, I remember there's some great games that the Chiefs used to have with the Ravens, and him and Lamar would, would just be putting on a show. And think about some of Patrick Mahomes' greatest throws then, where he's rolling, 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 and he, and, he, and he just launches it to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I mean, these are moments where you know this is that guy. And there's not many guys like that in the NFL. You talk about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Joey Burrow. Not many, not many more than that. But I, think, but I think even of that group, Patrick stands alone. And it goes back to the name that you invoked earlier. It goes back to Jordan. I remember Jordan, Kobe used to talk about this as well, but Jordan, I remember hearing it from him first. He would say, you know, when I drove the lane, a lot of times I had no idea what was going to happen next. He knew something was going to happen, and he knew he had the ability to pull it off, whether it was to spin, go to the left hand, go high, go low, go under, draw the contact, whatever, floater. He knew something was going to happen. He just didn't know. Instincts were going to take over at some point. These off-script plays that you just referenced, we see that in-the-lane improv from Patrick Mahomes all the time, all the time, whether it's switching hands, going underhand, shoveling it, you know, no look. Running towards the line of scrimmage, oh dropping God, it off. Put some air under right. it, zip it in. The guy has every tool in the toolbox. It is extraordinary. I want to go broaden it out just a little bit before we move on from the Chiefs. What is it about this Kansas City team that allows them to continue to learn from mistakes and losses? Is there something special about the way they do it? Does it go back to the word that you said earlier? Is it about culture? Is it about character? Is it about coaching? Is it about planning? What is it? it it's all of it. It's all of it. But the thing that we fail to talk about with the Chiefs because they're so successful consistently is development. Right, developing NFL players is so hard because they don't have a ton of time to practice. And once the season starts, you basically have three and a half days to prep for the next opponent. So to develop guys like they do, look at the younger players that they have actually drafted and developed, including Patrick Mahomes, who've gone on to play well. You know, look at even look at even the Kelseys, the Isaiah Pacheco's of the world. Look at the linebackers, um, some of the guys in their defensive front. My, all those boy, guys, my fellow Badger, Leo Chanel. Correct. You know, all, all these guys he had in the secondary last year. So, you know, sometimes, you know, they'll hit a lull. Every team hits a lull in the sure. season. And sometimes they actually look like they're getting bored. Um, but then they've got these, this new blood coming, which is why I think they're actually going to be better this year because some of those defensive players were so young. George Karlaftis, all these guys in the secondary last year. I think they could be even better um, than what they've been because the other part is Andy Reid's also evolving. 
How are they going to be without Tyreek Hill? Oh, my gosh. How are they going to do this with this offensive line that just got manhandled against the Buccaneers? Uh, guess what? I got something for you that you haven't seen before, and it works. Darwin was onto something. The theory of evolution is there for a reason. You adapt or die. You evolve or die. You change with the environment or you perish. And you're absolutely right. Even in the absence of a transcendent dynamic talent like Tyreek Hill, they found a way to be even more dynamic on offense. The numbers bear out the truth. Translation, Steve Weich says, be frightened, 31 other teams, not named the Kansas City Chiefs, that the defending Super Bowl champions, and yes, the defending MVP, Patrick Mahomes, might just get better. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Steve Weich. And in the way of celebrating this most popular game in this country that is feeling itself this week, let's talk best and brightest and, yes, busts, too. A lot of S's there. I hope I got them out. Okay, Steve Weich, who is most likely to cancel the Chiefs' plans for a repeat Super Bowl parade? Bills, Bengals, 
Eagles. Did I miss one? Who is it? Well, I mean, I'm I'm real big on the Bengals. You are. I'm very big. You're on, bullish on the Bengals. I'm bullish You're bullish on, on, on Burrow because of of Joe Burrow. Um, the AFC is going to be just an absolute because Jacksonville's on the come up. They're for real, right? Yes, They're, they are. It's not like 2017. They're for real. Miami's on the come up if Tua is going to stay healthy with Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. Um, you know, the Chargers are always the most talented team. They just can't stay healthy. Isn't that interesting? And, Baldy and said the same thing. The that most, they are the most talented year. team. He said that on Friday. They, they've been it for tw- 20 years. 20 years. So you, you just never know. Sean and Payton. we're sure that Brandon Staley's the right guy for that job. Sorry, we're off script. Please, back to the Chiefs. Um, you, you just never you just never know I mean, what Sean Payton's going to do. Yes. I mean, the Ravens, the Steelers, I think the Browns are the one team we haven't talked about enough that can really, really be really talking good about this more. year. So I think there are reasons why we instinctively kind of like – cower a little bit from the Cleveland Browns conversation, but we're going to have to get over ourselves pretty quick. (laughs) They've earned it. Because you're absolutely right. That's a team that is also in this AFC mix. And don't, and listener, he just name-checked all of those teams. Every single one of those teams is, in fact, in the AFC. Every single one of those teams has a good quarterback. Every Um, single one of those teams. Oh, you didn't even mention the Jets. Patriots are are the Patriots. Okay, that is one hell of a gauntlet just to get out of your conference. So who is most likely to upset them in the divisional round or the championship round? Cincinnati Cincinnati has had the edge over them except for last year in the postseason. And they just keep stacking their chips personnel-wise. Fair enough. Who is more likely to live up to their hype or most likely to live up to their hype? And they're getting a lot of it in this offseason. Aaron Rodgers, New York Jets, the Detroit Lions, or the always overhyped Dallas Cowboys? Who is more likely, most likely to live up to the hype that they're getting in this offseason? The boys in Honolulu Blue, the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. Lions. Detroit Lions. They're going to be good, man. They really are going to be good. They're the favorite to win the NFC North, and you're buying it. I'm I'm buying it. I mean, look, offensively, they can hang 30 on anybody. Defensively, they just got to get better on the interior, right? They've got to be able to stop the run. They've got to stop giving up the big play and forcing this offense to score so many points. They've got something going there. You know, I, I talked about development earlier. If they can develop some of these younger players on defense, especially, they could be good for a really long time. And the Jerry Goff question could go away as well because I think he's going to have another big year. For me, honestly, in a lot of ways, the Jared Goff question did go away and it went away last year. Honestly, I was very impressed by what I saw from him. He was steady, he was uh, unflappable in the face of a lot of pressure and a lot of criticism. Cometh the moment, cometh the man. Dude stood up. Yeah, MVP shortlist. I'm going to put three names on it because they belong there, and we know that. Hertz, Mahomes, and your boy Joe Burrow. Give me two other names that belong on the preseason MVP shortlist. Nick Bosa. Ooh. All right, Nick Bosa. And, wow, this is didn't, – didn't see this coming. So give me just a moment. Would you to think put about a Justin it. Herbert on that list? No. Would you put a Justin Ta- Jefferson ta- on that talent list? Talent-wise, Justin Herbert all day. Um, another player, would I, would I put Justin Jefferson on that list? Isn't it time for a non-quarterback yes. oh, to God. to really go a long way in the MVP conversation? Because they tend to fall off the closer we get to our destination, the closer we get to the end of the season and the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Suddenly it becomes, as it did last year, a two-horse race, and those horses always seem to be quarterbacks. Last year it was Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Who is more likely as a non-quarterback to hang on to this conversation later than the others? Is it a – is it um, – Well, it won't be a defensive player. Is it a Bosa? Sure. It, it, it'd be someone like Bosa. And the thing is, when you say a receiver, everyone says, well, he's got to have the quarterback because 
I would put Travis Kelsey. Okay, what about a Christian McCaffrey? Ooh. What about a Christian McCaffrey in year two of this offense? So the, I love Shanahan okay. taking so, so, that car so, out for another ride this so year. So that's a great, that's a great suggestion because look, I was a big fan of Christian McCaffrey in Carolina, but when he came to the Niners, dude, and you saw how they ran their offense, dude. I was like, this guy is all world. More so, likely to go from worst to first, Falcons or Bears? Falcons. Okay, you have an affection for the Falcons, so I kind of expected that to be the answer. Why? Because of the division or because you genuinely believe in the makeup of this incarnation of that team? The Bears are where the Falcons were last year and, and saying that they're, they're a year away from being a year away, right? You've got Justin Fields. You've, made, you've, you've added some players. You haven't added enough players, right? So the Falcons were super competitive. They just couldn't score the points when they had to. You believe they will? amend that this season. I, I, I do. I think they're going to be better defensively, which is going to help. Bears take me to the next question. Team, you want to see on Hard Knocks. I think we're down to like four. Uh, I mean, listener, listener, he did a shrug. The eyes sort of like, he sort of squinted in that that yeah. kind of way of saying, I don't really care. I don't. Uh, you don't really care. I don't really care, but I, I do think the Dolphins would be great. Dolphins would be great. I, I think the Dolphins they would be fantastic. The like, a team could step up and volunteer. It's good. I think it's going to be the Jets. You do think it's going to be the Jets. Um, I know the owner wants it. I don't think anybody else in the building yeah, wants it. I don't think anybody it. else wants it. No. <laughs> I know but, that but Aaron I, probably I, doesn't want it. But I think, it. well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want it, but, you know, go ahead and take it. Team most likely to go from first to burst. The Vikings or the Bills? Well, it won't be the Bills. You really don't think. I keep throwing this out there and nobody's buying it. No. I see the Bills going the wrong direction. Am I wrong about this? I'm overstating it. Well, I'm overstating my worries. I believe that every other team in the AFC East is going to be appreciably better. And I believe that the team that will suffer the most from that growth is, in fact, the reigning champion in the AFC got, East, the Buffalo Bills. They, Josh Allen seems to be going the wrong way for well, me. He went, he went the wrong way for, for a month, right? And then he got it back. Okay. Did he get it back? I thought towards the end of the 27 season. 27-10. I believe that was the final score in that game in the snow, and well, Stephon Diggs ended the season in despair and disgust. That I mean, was not a good they look. They got Molly Wapa. Look who they played. Yeah, they got beat by a really good yes, team. Yes, they did. They I got mean, beat by a really good team, and you know who beat them? It wasn't Joe Burrow. It was Lou Anarumo. How about that? Lou Anarumo, the best second-half game adjuster that we saw last season. That's saying a lot because D'Amico Ryans and some of the things that the Niners did in the second half of games are great. Who's the rookie of the year this year? Way too Ooh. early prediction. We won't hold you to it after today. Who's the rookie of the year? I mean, it's just going to be so. Is it going to be Stroud or Young or? So, well, so, so there's I always, there's say always that with such attitude in my voice. No, there, I would. I can't wait to see Bryce Young and CJ well, Stroud take the field. There's always offensive and defensive, but the guy who's going to have the opportunity to succeed the most is going to be Bijan Robinson, the running back. Okay, so Bijan may be your so I, early offensive rookie yeah, of the and, year. And the, way, and the way they just they they hand the ball off. The thing is, they have another thousand yard rusher in Tyler Algier, who we don't even talk about. Is the defensive rookie of the year going to be after a year of proving himself, at least on the field again? Is it Jalen Carter? No. He broke a blocking sled. Okay. Uh, there's a sh there's another shrug, another Carter. dismissive shrug. You I, can't I see would, it, listener, but trust me, it's there. I'd probably go uh, Devin Witherspoon in Seattle or, Ooh, Will, like or Will Anderson down oh, in Houston. There you go. Fair enough. Who is the best coach in the NFL as it stands right now? Not the best reputation, Mr. Belichick, but the best coach at, right now. At this the very moment. The guy that you would want your team led out on the field by is who? Andy Reid. Andy Reid. No Andy question. Reed. No question. There, there's a couple close comers. I mean, does Andy Reid come McVay. with Spags? There is another half yeah, to that yeah, team. Yeah, sure. I mean, they've been together forever, going back to Philadelphia and everything. So, sure. 
Okay, if you if Andy Reid was already off the board in our fantasy coaching draft, who's your next pick? Wow, it's tough because there's so many good ones. You could say Mike Tomlin. We could, we could say Bill Belichick. I'd probably say Sean McVay. You would. I'd probably say Sean. I think he's incredible. Um, so, but then at the same time, it's hard not to, not okay. not to go for the Mike bite the Mike Tomlin apple. Let's put our let's extrapolate five years in the future. Who's the next best coach in the NFL? Is it? Uh, that nightclub impresario uh, disguised as a coach down in South Beach is it Mike? Is it uh, Mike McDaniel? Is it uh, is I it Zach Taylor? Is it um, is it Robert Sala? Is it uh, one of the young bucks? Who is it? Who's the next best coach in the NFL? Wow, the next best. Or maybe coach. this is a better question for you. Who is the coach we don't talk about? Doesn't have to be a head coach, and that we need to start Ooh, talking about. Now we're a guy that here. Steve White, you are ready to put on the right the radar for the next hiring cycle who is that person well you mentioned one of them Lou Anarumo um the defensive coordinator for the Bengals um again I, I you you just don't hear much about him you don't know if he wants to be a head coach uh, there's a guy named Mike Caldwell the defensive coordinator for the Jaguars they struggled some on defense but um that's a guy that teams have a lot of positive things to say you know look Brian Johnson is going to get a shot the offensive coordinator for the Eagles this year Going back to college, you have heard nothing but great stuff about this guy being the whiz kid, being able to relate to players a certain way. Like he's the kid, he's the guy who got Anthony Richardson to Florida. Then of course he got the job with the Eagles right. and had to leave. But the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, I think, is is someone when you're looking at that. Remind me of the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions because he ben certainly Johnson. put himself Ben Johnson, ben Johnson, the other Johnson, put himself on the map last year. And wow, remember, didn't and remember he? he he and he turned away. Yes, he Head did. Coaching interviews this he year. He turned saying, away a saying, lot not, of a lot of interest. He's like, he's like, I'm not ready. I'm good where and, I am. And you know what? How many times does a coach with the oh. Detroit Lions say, "I'm good where I am"? <laughs> That's why I think they've got something working up in Detroit. That's a fascinating take on the Lions. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Steve Weich, and the next topic is ruling, as in can I get a ruling on last week's Supreme Court ruling regarding affirmative action. Steve Weich, you are reading the tea leaves as a part of your job and as a part of your nature. What do they portend for the NFL? Is the Rooney rule the next to go? How worried should coaches of color be right now? (laughs) I mean, come on, man. I mean... When have they really gotten gotten justice? Rooney rule, pre-Rooney rule. We see it among the number of head coaches right now. Now, have, have the number of black general managers increased? Sure. Is that due to the Rooney rule? Is that due to owners all of a sudden have a conscience after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and there's so much talk about DE&I? Um, who knows? But I, I don't think the Supreme Court ruling is all of a sudden going to make the NFL say, whew, oh, man, we got to take our foot off the gas on increasing diversity and leadership. I, I One, I don't think the NFL would. You're I, not seeing it. Well, but here's, here's the thing, and, and this is where I will back up the three letters who I work for. I do think there are some people in place where this is very important, starting with the commissioner. Um, I do think, for what people want to say about Roger Goodell, he is intent on – getting change done now has that um happened quickly no has it happened at our network quickly absolutely not but it's it's happened a little bit in bits and pieces um 
so I do think the NFL will, will I don't think they'll be an outlier. I think a lot of co- companies will continue hiring diverse candidates. But in terms of this all of a sudden saying, oh, whew, man, we don't have to interview two outside diverse candidates. We don't have to do this for head coaching and GM positions. I, I, I don't think that ruling in terms of the NFL will have um, a significant impact. And, and, and I honestly, I feel the majority of the country will will feel the same way. There's some people who, you know, probably can't wait to be like, okay, I've got to stop interviewing all these people. But, you know, at the same time, there's a whole lot of people who wish they could say the N-word publicly too, um, but would rather not. Translation, the operative word is not affirmative. The operative word is action. Let's see more of it. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Steve Weich, and the next topic is back-to-back. Will we ever get back to the backs that you and I grew up watching, Steve, and idolizing, or is the running back as we knew it currently drifting into the La Brea Tar Pits, never to be seen again? 
The brand tar pits. That's a Flintstones reference. Yeah, it's a very localized Most, reference yeah, to localized anybody out of LA is going, What in the hell is and, you know, that the guy talking world, about? You know, there's only a certain generation where they talked about the Liberia tar pits. That's the Flintstones. <laughs> um, look, when it comes to the bell cow, right? Derrick Henry honestly might be the last. He's the last. He's like the last of a Sa- breed. Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Okay. Saquon Barkley, in terms of... No, you're absolutely right. It's and, hard to, to, to well, think of the two as the same because of the, of the, the dynamism in Saquon's style, but you're right. The, the but, usage is there. But this is where Derek... We'll go back to Derek. He got paid. Okay, he got a second contract. Yeah, he did. Him, Christian McCaffrey, they're one of the few guys who get that second contract. Maybe Saquon does, but it's not going to be the beefy deal. Can I infer from what you just said that the... Position will continue to be the, valued, but the player who how plays we the frame their careers changes. Yes, because this is about a rookie contract, and then what, like a franchise Fran- tag or franchise two, tag. and that, then surplus to requirements. It's, look, it's this is nothing new, right? I know there's been a lot of conversation about it because Saquon hasn't gotten his deal, and Josh Jacobs, unfortunately, either one of them haven't gotten their deals. Um, but this is nothing new. Right, we saw a couple, you know, years ago when it was a much more tailback-driven NFL. Eddie George and these guys get big second contracts, and then after two years, the teams had buyer's remorse because the guys were thirty years old. They were starting to sustain injuries, and so now, over the past six or seven, if not longer years, yeah, teams will still draft running backs in the first round. We see it every year. As much as we want to say the positions devalued, you know, uh, up in Pittsburgh, they did it, you know, two years ago. We saw two running backs go in the first year in Atlanta, Detroit, first round this year. Yeah. Rookie deal, five years. Dijon and Jameer Gibbs. Right. Rookie deal. Then we'll franchise him if we like him because the franchise tag number is so low for running backs because people have to understand. It's just run- north of $10 million a year. It's $10.095 million a year, which puts you tied for seven third, yeah, as the highest position you know, group. in that position group. Right. So I think safeties and tight ends are the only – Whereas that's such a feature position, you win people money in fantasy football. Is it else. a positional? Is it a value versus scarcity thing? Obviously, good, oh, great, yeah. transcendent quarterbacks are very hard to find. People can make the argument that the, that running backs are not scarce. Ergo, the value. It's really just a supply and demand thing. That because you can find an Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round, why would I overpay a first or second rounder? It, is, it, it, is it, it about that, scarcity? That, that, that plays. It was not necessarily about scarcity. It's about the beating you take at the position. If you ever stand on the field in a game and you watch the physical contact these running backs take, it is frightening, right? Because usually there's at least two hats on him. He gets the ball, wham, linebacker, DM, wham. These are big men, okay? Now after you've carried the ball twice and it's third and eight, right, they put you in. You've got to block Nick Bosa. You have to block Von Miller, 260, coming off the edge with a bend, with an incredible rate, you got to, even if it's a chip, it is like hitting a moving car. So the overall abuse you take running the ball, catching the ball, and, and pass protection, it beats guys' bodies. That Look, quarterbacks are playing until they're 40, right? Old linemen have, have played well into their late 30s for a long yeah. time, yeah. right? We've seen other position players play deep into their careers. Running backs get the living hell beat out of them. It is, look, when I stood on the sidelines when I was a bench warmer at University of Missouri, when I saw some of the hits our guys were taking, that's when it hit me like, that's a glamorous position, but it's only glamorous for about four or five touches a game because you're getting a living hell knocked out of you the rest of the way. 
Translation, it's not about scarcity, it is about security. Chris Johnson, CJ2K, said recently that if he was mentoring young running backs, he would advise them to switch positions to wide receiver or D-back. Is there value in that? Do you think we may start to see players of maybe running back body types and running back futures transitioned to other positions? Will sure. we start to see that at sure. the youth and, and high school level? Well, well, well yeah, we, we've seen it with tight ends, right? Tight ends, remember when Jimmy Graham came out and he was like, I'm a receiver. Well, your list is a tight end, so we're going to pay you like a tight end. Uh, you know, he wanted to get paid like a receiver. So now we're seeing more and more tight ends and tight end body types, Kyle Pitts, basically be wide receivers, right? Because they can get paid more money that way. Look, it is always going to be a glamorous position to play running back. You are just not going to make the money that other positions make. You are going to take abuse that other positions don't take, and all of them take abuse. Um, it, but it, it is just how it's going to be. The position is never going to go away. It is always still going to be a glamorous position. You're just going to have to share the wealth instead of manipulate it. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Steve Weich. And our final topic today is NFL busts, as in the only place where it is a goal to be a bust. Canton, Ohio, and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Steve Weich, there are some obvious names that we have every expectation will end up in Canton. A couple Aarons stand out to me, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Donald. Am I being too presumptuous? Um, and if not, who will eventually, in your estimation, join them? Who's a lock? Well, I mean, locks. I mean, recently retired, Tom Brady, J.J. Watt. Yep. Uh, I think Bobby Wagner and Trent Williams, you know, are, are absolute locks to walk in, likely first ballot. Yes. I mean, so so these are guys, and, and nothing that Trent Williams nor Bobby Wagner nor Aaron Donald could do, nor Aaron Rodgers could do in the next however many no, years of their careers to sully that reputation, no, to ruin that resume. Done deal. They're 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 in, and you know, also let's go to some coaches: Bill Belichick, yes, Mike Tomlin, yes, Andy Reid, yes, and the one coach we do not freaking talk about enough, and who to me should have been Coach of the Year last year. Pete Carroll. Oh, okay. Pete Carroll is getting a Hall of Fame vote from you, Steve Weich. One thousand percent. Undoubtedly, not even close. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Okay. What about a What about a Sean Payton? What if Sean Payton's second act turns out to be a successful one? One hundred percent. And takes a team that was dismissed as also rands and disappointments in twenty twenty two. Maybe takes them to the playoffs this year. Maybe gets them on a playoff run the following year. Does that embolden his? Yes. His his hopes for it a does. bust? It does, because, you know, it's kind of like Kurt Warner's story in terms of Sean Payton was the Packers' second choice. He took Mike McCarthy instead of him. He goes to New Orleans as a team, is relocated in San Antonio because of Hurricane Katrina, and a couple of years he has winning Super Bowls. He's got Hall of Fame players, one of which we'll talk about later, but Drew Brees, of course, going into the Hall of Fame. Yep. He's got another one on yep. that team. Yep. What – if, if he gets Denver turned around, yes. especially gets Russell Wilson turned yes. around, yeah, absolutely, Sean Payton, go ahead and get your jackets. All right, let's fast track some of the young guys. Uh, if Patrick Mahomes were to retire today, is he a Hall of Famer, Ooh, or is that a tough case to it, make? It, it, it's tough. It's crazy because he's got two Super Bowls. Yeah. he's got what a couple two MVPs. Super Bowls, two MVPs. Um, man, I mean, you'd say yeah, but then but that's, that's not an era, is it? It's, That's um, not somebody who dominated pocket, right. their it's era. It's a and, portion of an era. Right, and then we, you know you could look at the Tony Boselli getting in and Terrell Davis getting in yes. and, and Gail Sayers getting yes. in after five and six, seven-year careers. 
So at some point, Patrick Mahomes would probably get in, but it would be tough because quarterbacks are playing 15, 16, 17, 18 years. And for him to have, what's he in his sixth, finish his sixth season? Yes. It's tough. It is tough. It would be tough. He, he might eventually get in, but man, I mean, the two Super Bowls, are that that's supposedly the golden I ticket. I am fascinated by the fact that this was not a reflexive yes, and so thank you for answering yeah. that honestly. But certainly, Patrick Mahomes, number 15, the best quarterback in the NFL, according to Brian Baldinger, the best player in the NFL, is certainly on the fast track to a gold jacket. Who else? Who are we looking at? Guys like Joe Burrow, maybe? Joe, Joey Burrow. What would he have to do? So much. Just, He's got just, a lot just, to do. Just, just continue. Just continue this. Look, he, another dude who's taken a franchise that was mired in the mud, got into the playoffs quickly. They've yes. got a lot of talent. Yes. Um, just to keep on just sustaining that success. I think they've got a really good program and blueprint set up there. Copy that. Okay, throw some other names out at us who you believe, if they stay the course and continue to develop and improve the way that they have so far in their careers, would have full expectation to receive Hall of Fame votes, and maybe enough to get in. Well, I'm a defensive guy at heart, so I'm going to bang that side of the ball. T.J. Watt. There you go. For the Steelers. Fred Warner. Yes. Linebacker for the Niners. One Nick, of the best linebackers in the NFL. Yep, consistently. Uh, Nick Bosa. Yes. Jeffrey Simmons. Interesting. Defensive tackle for the Titans Tennessee fans, Titans. sit up. He's a hell of a player, man. Hell of a player. Doesn't get this. enough attention. And Max Crosby. Max Crosby. Absolutely. Max I think Crosby, who took the who took the field with ten guys they found in the parking lot every single game last year, and still managed like, to dominate. Like double digit sacks. Unbelievable. You knew where he was coming from, God. and he still made it happen. What about Micah Parsons? He feels Micah uh, Parsons, conspicuous absolutely. in his absence from that list. Well, no, that's just because I I, I forgot to get to my notes on. Micah oh, real quick. forgive but, me, forgive. But me. absolutely, Micah Parsons. Yes. I mean, look, two seasons of doo doo transitions from inside linebacker to an edge rusher can play a little hybrid role, impact player teams when you hear about these hall of fame the, the voting process if teams have to game plan for a specific player yes that that helps their their process teams game, are game planning for micah parsons so absolutely he's on the fast track list. okay now interesting listener you heard what i heard which is the absence of a wide receiver justin jefferson deandre hopkins Tyreek Hill, the absence of a tight end, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. Are those names guys that you wouldn't dismiss out of hand, that you would certainly invite into the conversation if their careers continue the way they have rolled out so far? Yeah, and you know, and, and Kelsey might be there already. Kelsey, Kelsey might be Kelsey, there already. Kelsey might be Some there already. Some people believe, at least conversationally, this is the best tight end that we've ever seen. He's he's knocking on that door. He doesn't man. do all the hard work that a guy like Gronk did, but man, he right. Is, I mean, he Gronk, Gronk was stop. Gronk was everything. Ozzie Newsome, you know, uh, Kellen Winslow Sr. Those are some of the guys. But I mean, all the names you mentioned are guys that could absolutely do that. I just didn't know how many names I could give you. Uh, I love that. I, I love that. I love you. Okay, <laughs> let's finish with some guys who create. Some eyebrow-raising, interesting, fascinating conversations and maybe even a little bit of debate. Which would be crazy. Now, now I'm thinking like a Hall of Fame voter, okay, with these names here because, to me, Cam Jordan is a Hall of Famer right now. I tell you what, he's a Hall of Fame personality. I'm reminded of that every time I meet the man. But look at his, look at his numbers. He has produced every year. He has stayed healthy every year. So Cameron Jordan, the, the, the edge rusher for the Saints. Calais Campbell. To me, is a whole one of the largest men in human history with the deepest voice yes. in the NFL. He should be doing late night radio. Late night radio. Derek Henry. Oh, come on. Derek Henry. El Tractorcito, we, as my brother calls him we, in Nashville. We just talked about him possibly being 
<laughs> the last, like I think the next running back yeah, to go yeah. in. The last of a great era of bull right. cow backs. Adrian, bell you know, cow Adrian backs, Peterson, rather. Yeah. Bull cow, Dr. Freud, your yeah. wife's on line three. He is a bull. He is a bull cow back. Yes, not yeah, that that's but, a but thing. But not like, you know, that type of Yeah, yeah exactly. But, you know, okay, so Derrick Henry. So you mentioned George Kittle. I think George Kittle. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, with Demario Davis. Really? Hey, linebacker. He is, it's for the Saints. The most, he has been overlooked every year because of the Fred Warners of the world, yes, right? Because yes. in the Bobby Wagner yes. of the world. He plays in the NFC behind those two. But these are the guys, when they are up for consideration five years after they retire, we have conversations like this. So I'm really glad that you're name-checking Demario Davis now because so let's good. beat the rush and let's let's give the guy a little bit of cred and a little bit of pub right now. He, he's so good. Now, another guy... What's well, going to be weird because you would think he'd be a shoe-in, but I think there's going to be a lot of conversation about Khalil Mack. Really? You know, you would think he'd be a shoe-in, but people are like, man, you know, does he have the consistent domination of a Max Crosby, of a Chandler Jones? Interesting. You know, so you know, again, I think he's somebody who gets in, but there's there'll be conversation about. Khalil. Well, I think you're absolutely right though because he certainly brings the domination part of the description to the table. The question is, does he bring the consistent right. domination to the table? And I'm not sure the answer to that is yes. Who else do you have? Lane Johnson, I think, you know, the the tackle for the Eagles, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Baldy right? just clapped his hands cuz you know he's in full agreement there. Yeah, and then Dwayne Brown. I Dwayne think this is going to be Brown, an interesting offensive I think offensive tackle. You remember him wearing the colors of Houston and Seattle and now the Jets. He's Very interesting. A he has been a dominant player for a long time. So I think Dwayne Brown is someone who could spark some conversation as well. We've got some coaches in here too, right? So if, if they continue. What, you think like a McVay? If he well, I think if McVay, he needs a, he needs another, doesn't he? He's got he's got to bounce back. Do you need a second? Like you, Pete Carroll doesn't have that second Super Bowl win, but you have him yeah, in. Yeah, but he's been. Does he's, the second Super Bowl win help? Been, Obviously, well, it helps. It helps. it's a stupid question, it, it but helps. like it doesn't guarantee you anything. But does just it? the fact that you talk about, I mean, very few coaches have developed players like him. And the fact that Seattle had that run that it did, and then they had that rebirth yes. last year. Again, I thought Pete Carroll should have won the coach of the year last year. And so for him to consistently be able to do it um, in different ways, yeah. yeah, and again, developing the talent that he has, yeah. I. You know, I think if, I think if Kyle Shanahan, we talk about McVeigh. I think if Kyle Shanahan keeps doing his thing, very interesting. Uh, you know, the way he's doing it, and then you know, it's going to be an interesting conversation. John Harbaugh. Oh, John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. Who's got that? it better than us? Nobody. They're there every year. They're a threat every year. I realize Jim Harbaugh said that, but I'm just stealing well, John from the Harbaugh. I'm stealing from the Harbaugh no, no, John, tree there. Yeah, John, John says it his too. Da- his dad okay, good, said it too. The that. whole Harbaugh family. But John Harbaugh is going to be an interesting conversation when Very his time comes up. There's a lot if, of coaches. You know, if I can only pick five coaches, he's definitely one of them. If I can only pick three coaches, he might be one of them. Honestly, in, I'm saying yes. In the, in the league right now, I remember John Harbaugh talking to you and me in Arizona. How about that? At the coaches meeting or at the annual NFL owners meeting, actually, a few years back. And this is before Lamar Jackson's MVP season. And he said to us, he said to Steve, but I'll say us because it makes me feel <laughs> important you were there. that I was there adjacent to these two luminaries talking about the game. And, and John Harbaugh looked at Steve Weiss and said, we're about to do something that nobody's ever seen before. And he was absolutely right. He called his shot, he pointed at the fence, and he hit a home run. And it was amazing. It was, was it not? And, and it means everything to him. Oh. He, he has told me personally, and I'll, and I'll share this here, it would mean the world to him 
for Lamar Jackson to win a Super Bowl playing the way he does, looking the way he does, dressing the way he does, how it would just break so many stereotypes and really, really be a significant change societally and football-wise. Translation on the Hall of Fame conversation from Steve Weich. The last thing you want to be in the NFL is a bust. The only thing you want to be in the NFL is a bust. I want to thank today's very special guest, Steve White. You always bring it, my friend. You always bring the honesty and the truth, whether it's convenient or not. And I love you for that. Thank you for being here. I want to invite the listener to join us next time when we throw back open the doors to TA Summer School. And before we leave, I just want to say this. This week, we celebrate our nation's independence. And I hope you all remain safe and happy in your celebrations. I love the 4th of July. DC fireworks growing up on the mall, picnics and parades and concerts and pomp and circumstance, and I loved every bit of it. I still do. But the older I get, the more I realize that the privileged perspective I had as a youth cannot be carried with me to this day. I know too much. I know that not all amongst us feel free, feel independent. Not now, not ever. And I reckon we can't actually embody our celebrations this week until we recognize that independence in our modern America requires interdependence. The recognition that we need each other. That yes, we see things differently and we look at things differently and we look different too. And yet we need each other. I'm going to set as a goal for myself only to remind myself of that more often this year, to treat July 4th tomorrow, Tuesday, July 4th, as something of a New Year's celebration, a commitment, a recommitment to being better in, yes, small, mostly insignificant ways, but stacked up over time, hell, who knows, maybe they're potentially valuable ways. Let's treat each other like independence is still a goal and interdependence may just be the way. Till next time, take care of you, take care of your crew, and ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, 
Your project is our priority. Find great brands like Thermador at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.